1: Another installment of New Books in Poetry's month-long celebration of the chapbook, Chapbook of Palooza. I am your host, Jen Fitzgerald. Tim Tomlinson is a co-founder of the New York Writers Workshop and co-author of its popular text, *The Portable MFA in Creative Writing*. His poems and stories have appeared in numerous venues, including *The Missouri Review*, *Asia Writes*, *Caribbean Vistas*, among others and in the anthologies Long Island Noir and Fast Food Fiction Delivery. His chapbook, Yolanda, An Oral History in Verse, Finishing Line Press, will appear in October of this year. He has lived in Boston, Miami, New Orleans, the Bahamas, Manila, Shanghai, Florence, and London. He currently lives in Brooklyn, New York, and teaches in NYU's Global Liberal Studies program. Welcome, Tim. Hi. So in the short time that we have... I want to get as much information about this collection as I can. Can you please talk a little about how you created this oral history in verse?
0: So my wife and I had traveled to the uh, the city of Tacloban on the island of Leyte in the Philippines, maybe six or seven months before the typhoon. And, when, um, and we had such a, a, a warm reception there. It was really one of the, the more exceptional experiences we had. We, we taught workshops and met a lot of people that we became very fond of. And we heard, you know, five, six months later that the typhoon had hit and we wanted to try to do something that, was, uh, that, that could express our gratitude. Um, and in the interim, we had a friend who had done something with oral histories in London. She gathered or, oral histories from um, uh, elderly people with learning disabilities, and she transfigured them into free verse poems. Her name is uh, Emma-Claire Sweeney. Mm -hmm. And when I saw those, I thought, wow, this would be really a wonderful way to go about uh, chronicling the experience of the people of Tacloban and um, the uh, surrounding area. Mm -hmm. So we returned in... June of the following year, June, 2014. And we went around to various locations that were affected by the typhoon. And, you know, that was really emotional and uh, uh, devastating. The, uh, the, the aftermath was ongoing. Not much had been done for quite a few reasons. Um, And we tried to talk to people from all spectrums of the, the social, uh, panorama so we spoke to policemen and priests and taxi cab drivers and students and professors and um uh we had translators with us if we were talking to people who spoke uh Wadi i primarily we had uh, someone who spoke the language and who kind of uh took instruction from me as to the nature of the questions um that took a couple of weeks, and following that we went through a long period of transcription. It was really painstaking. Some of them needed to be translated um, but uh, the ones that didn't just required so much time uh, we I learned a lot in, in terms of doing field work and uh, gathering oral history because uh, it, it seemed to me in the aftermath that we had taped way too much. Um, the uh, so, so it was taking hours and hours and hours to transcribe uh, maybe a 30-minute conversation. In the future, if I do something like this, I will limit myself to five or six leading questions and um, uh, kind of uh, skip the, the idea of creating a conversation.
1: Hmm. So um, the recordings that you had, they were only audio?
0: Or, yes. Yes,
1: okay. And about how many hours would you say you had?
0: Uh, Close to 30 hours. Wow.
1: And it took you a couple of weeks?
0: Yeah, we were there for 15 days, um, and we talked to maybe 40 people. Yeah. So, yeah, quite a lot.
1: Um, Do you think you'll ever return to those recordings?
0: Yes, absolutely. And actually, you know, I haven't finished some of the transcription, so um, I expect to expand on the collection when I get through all of the tapes. So, yeah, most definitely.
1: And while I appreciate how arduous a task that must be, um, I even more appreciate the fact that what you captured is probably more conducive to poetry than if you had just asked five or six questions of of each person, because, I mean, poetry is so wide-sweeping. It just wants to bring everything into one big barrel and then, like, pick apart the world through that barrel, which it looks like is what you did.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: So let's hear a poem, please. Um, Could you read um, Evacuation and Return on page five?
0: Ah, okay. That's um, Pellegrina Agana. She was... um, 55 years old at the time of the storm, and she lived in Barangay 69, which is just a little bit outside the uh, the city proper. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we sat with her and uh, maybe six other members of the barangay. This is the this is the neighborhood, one of the neighborhoods that was wiped out by uh, the giant barge. Um, mm-hmm. you, when, when we were there, the barge that had landed on on a neighborhood uh, in november was still there so it was quite eerie to be talking to these people in the in the shadow of this enormous cargo vehicle yeah so this is called evacuation and return that night a vehicle urged everyone to evacuate mother had difficulty walking so we didn't go mother kept saying let's stay here nothing will happen early in the morning Half of our house was gone. We didn't know what was our eyes, screaming, water, huge water, the rain stinging our eyes like there was sand with it. Everyone started to run. Let's run, everyone, to the mountains. Let's run. I looked back. The barge was already there. So we ran, dragging our mother up on the mountain. There wasn't any roofs or wood flying around. Being swept away by the wind, we held on to a tree having cramps because of how long we held on, my mother, pitiful, drenched, shaking. When the storm subsided, our house was nothing, even the walls, nothing. We picked up some pieces, some things we found. We didn't eat for two days, only biscuits from whoever was willing to give. We'd even drink the rainwater. The dead, just there, passed by. We make a home out of the wood, sleeping under there on leaves. Mother died after two months. Scared. The barge is still on our house.
1: Thank you. So, from the original transcription and translation, how different is the poem?
0: Um, the uh, the transcription obviously is is conversational, mm-hmm. um, and I, I always try to ask questions that would lead to useful. Thinking useful phrasing, um, but um, the 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 transcription of this is probably six pages. Wow!
1: Um,
0: and so, in my uh, reconfiguring of the the prose or the conversation, I tried to recreate. And this is this is the case with all of the the poems. I tried to recreate the the tone of the speaker um, and also to find uh, uh, either a very specific moment or a narrative. And with uh, Pellegrina, I really felt as if she had encapsulated the entire experience. Some people spoke uh, very specifically about a moment of the storm, but she gave uh, an overview that I I found really very, very moving, Uh, especially because she was seated in a room with – quite a few people who were probably her mother's age. She's only 55, but we were talking to people in their late 70s in the same room.
1: Mm. Um, I hope that once this is out and you've shared it with a a broader audience that you would consider writing an essay about your experiences creating it. Please.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good idea.
1: Um, Let's hear another poem. Um, Could you read People Started Walking on page 17?
0: The people started walking, finding their way through the rubbles, looking underneath the pile of rubbles. My uncle carried my sister and my cousin. The water was knee level, news about an approaching tsunami. The people were panicking, trying to find a higher ground. We searched for a place which still has a second floor. The wind was still strong enough to topple us over. The people were running, and we had to walk slowly, We were trudging on debris, woods with nails, broken glass, steel, aluminum, roofs, everything sharp, and we were barefoot, the road covered with rubbles. The only place intact was the seminary. People gathered in that place, stunned, like zombies, their faces blank, wet, sobbing, crying, hungry, and unsure of the days to come.
1: So this is extremely difficult subject matter. How did you deal with the feelings it certainly brought up as you worked on the collection?
0: You know, I was so conscious of uh, being sensitive and uh, respectful. Uh, it never, uh, and I, I think I did a, a, a fairly good job. Um, but it was uh, as long as they didn't get emotional, uh, it seemed as if we didn't. Uh, there were only a couple of times where I, you know. Uh, you, you're listening to this stuff and you're kind of shaking your head. Uh, uh, there's a, a component of um, shock and awe. Um, and I think that they have, they're they coming at it in the same way. Um, but in a couple of the accounts, people were getting um, more than misty-eyed. Um, and sometimes that had to do with anger about what had happened. Um, but uh, in general, I think uh, it was easier than I had expected to remain composed
1: Well, there's a level of disassociation that one has to um, enter, at least mentally, to be in that space and to hear them. I mean, like you said, that the young woman that was talking to you um, was stoic. And I mean, that is really just disassociation from the trauma.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: So um, I want to fit one more poem in before we have to end. Could you please read um, the second looting poem on page 22?
0: All the food that we bought got washed out by Yolanda. My auntie's rice was mixed with the black water from the typhoon. She just washed it many times, and then she cooked it. And when she cooked it, I was like, auntie, oh my god. I swallowed the first spoon, but I couldn't tolerate it anymore. So we went looting. Then we cooked. For two days, we looted at the BMC near Patio Victoria. Groceries, rice, nails, hardware, napkins, lots of things to be looted there. I bought 30 kilograms of spaghetti to the house of my auntie and stayed there for three days. So we cooked spaghetti noodles, spaghetti in the morning, noon, and macaroni at night. We looted the BMC for sardines, corned beef, and we cooked it without tomato sauce, just water. The water in their tank was preserved and cool at that moment. The flood did not go in the tank, so we could still cook food. Even salt we didn't have. Most of it was wet or washed out by Yolanda. We mixed the sardines and corned beef with soy sauce, since we looted soy sauce. My aunt cooked rice, and we took turns in cooking other things, and then, because we were only looting, we didn't have food to eat. What we looted we cooked, and after three days, we were looting again. We saw rice grains that were not yet milled, stocked there in the BMC. I asked the one who was looting the rice and rice grain, can we get a sack of rice? And he replied, oh yes, just ask the owner. He pointed to the owner just a dead body there. The debris and the roofs were already going down, and underneath were candies, biscuits, peanuts, canned goods, spaghetti, so we were selecting food which wasn't wet so we could put it in the plastic bag. We reached down to the food, and sometimes I could feel a dead body, and I'd run to the other side of the warehouse where there were cigarettes, insecticides, powder, and napkins. We went there because we were afraid of the dead body, which looked like it was melting, so we were like, ah, it was decaying. So for two days, we were looted there. Then after that, we cleaned the house of my auntie, because there was rain pouring down every day, ordinary rain. We were thinking, thank God, there was water coming from the sky. So we could wash everything, clean the debris, the thick mud in the house, outside and inside the house. We were really happy the rain came.
1: Thank you. Um, I really love the way that you put these poems together I do, I, I think it, it it's brilliant I, and you. I wish we had more time to, to spend on this um, so I just want to thank you for putting together this important work and taking time out of your day to share it with us
0: uh, My pleasure Jen, thank you
1: This is Jen Fitzgerald with New Books and Poetry, reminding you to support all the arts, but especially poetry